tonight wherever you might be scattered around this great big wonderful world and we are blessed to have tantalknetwork.com on the internet also and right here in five stations locally am 13 40 am 13 50 am 1400 fm 106.1 i remember the night we got that that was so exciting about a year ago or more i think yeah it's been a while and 104.3 fm so there's a lot five stations plus the internet, and of course, our shows are played on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday at noon, uh, Eastern, StarcomRadioNetwork.com. Yeah, thank you, Pete, because that is cool. We're excited about that. And this is the first show of the fourth year. I know. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Since we forgot last week that last week was our third anniversary. Yes, uh, it is. So this is the beginning of our fourth year on Go Yard. And Go Yard means... Hitting the home runs in life. Learning to live life and learn, live it well. So this is a show about baseball? Not at all. About living life well, Mama Mac. It could be. It could be, right? Yes. I can make it a show about baseball real quick. I think I could, too. I could, too. Go Cubs. Right? Oh, no. I love the Cubs, but uh, I'm I'm a Rays fan. I am, too. I am both. When all those Cub fans show up for a Rays game. Like last night. It's disappointing. I know. It really is. People were talking about it everywhere I went today about it just wasn't fair to the poor Rays. Yeah, it it wasn't fair to the poor Rays, but you know what? The ownership and and their when they're losing ways have really opened up Pandora's box. So right, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. And I guess there was a tribute to Joe Madden, and he deserves it. Absolutely deserves that. Absolutely. Yes. So yes, we love baseball, I and, guess and we that do. is why you and I have been to several games together. That is why we went with this theme, and why? How does that apply to our individual lives? I love to re- bring this up from time to time, so our listeners know why this show is called Go Yard. Well, it's called that because, you know, we live life and, you know, life happens and sometimes we're just getting through and we need to be able to get up to, you know, sometimes we're striking out. Sometimes we have to bun a little bit to get ahead and sometimes we can just hit those home runs. And that's what we want to encourage you is to be able to get up to bat in, in your life and make those positive steps forward. Absolutely. And sometimes it's a it's a single bait, a single hit, you know, single base hit. Absolutely. And sometimes it's a, a triple or a double and whatever. And and in life we have those times where we feel like, okay, I'm making progress, you know, I'm on first base. I'm gonna I'm gonna get around the, these bases. And so it's just a great metaphor for our show because this is a life coaching counseling type show. And our goal is always to help people live life a little better. It, yeah, absolutely is. And to realize, you know, even the best of baseball player when he gets up to bat is not going to get on base every time. He's not going to have a hit. And there are times when we don't have those hits. And those are great learning experiences. And times when we go into batting slumps, it seems, right? Just like the ball players do. Sometimes we do. You are Dr. Angel Falzoni. I'm Mama Mac. And you are a Ph.D. and licensed mental health counselor. 
and you are amazing and full of wisdom. And, you know, these three years has just been amazing being right here in the studio every Thursday night with you, learning a lot from you and us discussing topics that really apply to people's everyday lives. And we've got those shows on our website and on the podcast here. Yes, we do. And they're I there. encourage they're, they're our listeners there. to go out there and check it out. They are tagged and titled. You'll know about what the, the show is going to be about. So when you're going through a difficult time, you can find that show that relates to where you are. Right. Go to our website, goyard2014.org. It's an O-R-G. And go there and listen to the old shows that are titled. The podcasts here are great. They're here. They're not titled, but at least you've got them, you know, for the dates maybe that you've missed shows. So, and tell people about our show. I mean, that's the goal is to try to get the word out there, what we're doing, why we're doing it. This is not something that is uh, a hobby or something. It's just something we feel strongly about, isn't it? passionately about oh that's your word you are so passionate she's it's all about passion living boldly and passionately right yes it is and that's what we do out here every week and uh, we have a really good time doing it we do two weeks ago tonight we started a series and we didn't even know we were doing that no we didn't it happened naturally it just happened naturally and a lot of times we plan these series but this one was not planned and it was a, a show about preparing for just being prepared is what we titled it, come to think of it. And that was September, uh, let me see here, it was September 7th. And that was right before Hurricane Irma came ashore and, and you know, began to rattle our cages around here. Um, and, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a timely show. And it wasn't necessarily about the hurricane, but we did bring some things in about I remember you talking about getting batteries in, in June and all the things you do in June to get ready for hurricanes that might happen. And we really talked a lot about preparation. Then last week we were talking about surviving the unexpected because so many people were affected and have been this week, yesterday, Puerto Rico, uh, two days ago, Mexico, um, uh, and in the earthquake that just happened, and Houston just a few weeks ago. There have been so many tragic events in the last few weeks that are traumatizing. I want to use that word, traumatizing. And I want you to define the word trauma because we're going to talk tonight about recovering from trauma. This is part three of the series we didn't know we were starting. Well, you know, it's funny that you asked for a definition of trauma because when I get together, I train on trauma so much. I have studied it very deeply. And when I get professionals together and we're trying to find what's that working definition, you know, there's not a lot of agreement. I bet. So we use a, a loose definition and it's any event that you experience or that you witness that elicits feelings of fear okay. or powerlessness. Ah, is, is considered a traumatic experience. And so a lot of times when we use that big word, the big T word, people are thinking of the big stuff, you know, right. you know, victimization and like the big stuff. And they're like, oh, I haven't had a trauma. Have you lived in Florida for the last two weeks? You have been through the trauma, trauma. that we've had as a community trauma of a weather event because we didn't have power over what was happening. You know, right. It definitely sure caused some fear for a lot of us. Absolutely. Um, and our realities changed. I right. think everyone has some kind of impact from that. So give that definition one more time if you can. Absolutely. It's any event that you witness or experience that elicits feelings of fear or powerlessness. 
fear or powerlessness, those are two powerful feelings, right? Absolutely. Feeling powerless makes you just kind of want to sit down and give up sometimes. A lot of people feel that way, right? Yeah, they do. And, you know, we had... There's been so many reactions just from our, our culture, you know, our social trauma that we had with weather. Some people just kind of froze, just stayed put. Right. Some people fled. You know, we that kicks in that fight. I froze. You fled. I fight. Yeah, that <laughs> fight, 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 flight, right. or freeze part of our brain kicked right. in. Exactly. And that's where people all reacted in some part of that. They were either staying home and hunkering down to fight for it. Right. They were going to freeze or they were getting out of dodge and flying from it. And, but. and in your case, you were evacuated. You had to go with your son. So that was different. But a lot of people... Um, you know, chose to go just way far away. Yes, they did. And take a vacation or whatever the case may be. So it has affected all of us, has it not? And especially coming on the heels, Irma coming on the heels of Harvey in in Texas and the pictures and the media. I mean, I'm so grateful for our media coverage. It's very good, but it's also traumatizing. It, it, it is because you are seeing mass destruction over and over and over. And, you know, when it came on the heels, we had this huge tragedy that just happened in Texas. And so it even made our tragedy seem more threatening to us. It did. And an elevated threat like I've never experienced in my 42 years in Florida because we've not ever had that kind of oh, experience. Oh, you are 42 years old. I am 42 you, you years are, old. Are you admitting that now? I huh. am, and I live in Florida I thought she was life. 35. That's what she usually tells people, but okay. I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm wearing my 42 years okay. a little bit more <laughs> these days, but <coughs> the truth of it is, is because of that, it yes. elicited more feelings of fear, but awful what was going to happen, mass destruction. I mean, we were told in our county oh, we yeah. could have waves of eight you know surges of eight feet and i'm thinking eight feet i'm on the beach that's my house it's gone it's like, gone right and that's the mentality we had to hear for about we a did. week before the storm oh at least a week it seemed like it was going on forever i mean they started you know i think it's longer than a week really i mean when they first start saying here comes a hurricane you know oh my gosh we just went through one and and, and then before we were even back to kind of a baseline, I still didn't have power. And they're already saying, go get water for Maria. And it's right. like keeping that heightened arousal right. in our bodies yeah. elicits more feelings of fear. Fear is, is a very real enemy that we have. It's been on my mind a lot in the last few days because uh, one acronym for that is false evidence appearing real. But the case, the truth is that it's not just false sometimes. It's things impending evidence appearing Absolutely. real, right? We had evidence of what happened exactly. to Harvey. And so it's not unrealistic that people would be fearful and they would be anxious and they would be wondering how they're going to survive 15 feet storm surges. They were talking at one point, I remember on the news on that Sunday that it hit uh, before my power went out Sunday afternoon, I remember seeing them saying our area could experience like 10, 12, you know, depending on where you were. Storm surges, which would just take away people. I mean, it would it would kill people. Absolutely, it would. And so we've had those messages happening to us for a, a pretty good period of time. Several weeks now. 
several weeks. And then I'm we over had, it. How about you? Oh, gosh, I'm so over <laughs> it. Trust me, I'm so over it. I can't right. wait for this weekend to clean up. Um, and then we had cleanup, and we had no power and right. being hot and not being able to get You went food. a full seven or eight days. Eight days without Eight days power. with no power. I thought four was bad, and I was suffering, and that was bad enough, believe me. But you doubled that and went eight days with, oh, horrible. And then just finding resources. I mean, getting gas for us. We had right. to drive, you know, 20 miles away from where we live just to find gas. We had getting food. We're still not able to get the food that we would like to have. No, our, the shelves and the groceries are not quite up to par yet. So you, when you were in northern Georgia and then you started back, that trip back was even worse than your trip going north, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Because you, there was no gas. There was. You were sitting in lines waiting two no hours power for gas. Because it had impacted Georgia as well. Right. There was no power. There was very, very limited gas. I think in Florida there was two exits that had an open gas station when I was coming back. That's not very much. Right. Exactly. So, and we are talking about this and, and maybe some of our listeners are going, yeah, we just experienced it. We don't need to talk about it. Here's what we want to talk about tonight to help you because the trauma of what we've just been through and still is threatening with Puerto Rico, with Puerto Rico and Maria out there and wherever she's and going Lee and behind her and wherever, all that stuff. I mean, really, we have been traumatized. Yeah. We absolutely have. So trauma is not anything to sneeze at. It's a real event, and it takes tolls on us, doesn't it? And when people say that they're afraid of hurricane season, yeah, we understand. In Florida, though, we've been blessed right here in Tampa Bay, and we've had things pass by us many, many times in the 25, 26 years I've lived here, and you, 42. Um, and so I think maybe we get a little complacent sometimes and we think it's going to be okay. It's it's always okay here, you know, that type of thing. We do. And now we've learned that it's not always okay here um, and that we can be a threat for something like this. The problem when you have a trauma that impacts an entire area is everybody's affected at right. the same time. So everyone's kind of feeling all those That's effects. That's a really good point. And it so is. every place you go, the, Which gr- is the unlike- gas station. Right. I mean, you experience some real rude people. Aggression is high, aggression. very high. And when you, when you, I just taught um, aggression the other day for a group of therapists. And but when you don't have electricity and you don't have access to food and things you need to survive, you're going to be a lot more aggressive okay. um, and not patient. Right. And you're not really focusing well because that's what trauma is doing to your brain. It, it decreases your ability to focus. Okay, we're going to talk about these things. Audience, we are in live in the station tonight. If any of you want to call in with specific questions for Dr. Angel, uh, you can do that. And she will be happy to answer as much as she can. She's a Ph.D., licensed mental health counselor. She trains therapists. And so she's got a lot of wisdom here. And if any of you have any specific questions related to trauma, fear, and all that, Feel free to call in 727-441-3000 and Pete will patch you through to us. 727-441-3000. The other thing you can do, because my phone is right here, is if you would rather text, you may do that. And the text number is 727-888-4171. So you may text also. So either way, if you'd like to get involved with this conversation. Let's go back to trauma because so often we think it is 
very temporary. The event's over. I'm done. We should be okay. We should be okay. And you and I discussed this a couple days ago in preparation for this show. And we were talking about the fact that we ourselves, me, mean actually people who quote unquote should know better, right? Uh, in some ways, we still feel the effects of the trauma of the last few weeks. And we're going to. And, and that's what I think a lot of people misunderstand when it comes to trauma. That what happens to your brain doesn't just stop because the threat is over. Right. Um, once you get to baseline, meaning that you have same access to gas, food, power, like your life was you before the baseline? storm. We're going to call that baseline. Where okay. your life was before the storm. Once you get to baseline. All right. It can take three to four weeks for your brain to fully recover. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's huge. Wait a minute. That is huge. So you're saying, and the title of this show today is Recovering from Trauma. You're saying it does not happen the day that you go out and clean up your yard and nope. the next day after the storm. I remember walking out there and thinking, well, it wasn't too bad. You know, I had a gutter that was off and I had some other stuff lying around the yard, but nothing major, no broken windows, nothing like that but yet we are traumatized by that event aren't we we are and for most of us we haven't hit back to baseline yet so our brains are really active in that trauma um and until we hit baseline we're not going to start letting that recovery happen be able to happen fully for our body so what's happening right now is that we have a lot our adrenal glands are sending way too many uh stress hormones through our body okay which means we're not being able to remember things that like we normally can okay that's good i'm glad you mentioned that yes memory is definitely going to be impacted right now so forgetting where you have left left your keys and your glasses and forgetting that you need to do a task that you do all the time is normal right now you need to be patient with yourself. Okay, so if I hear you correctly, you're saying that the trauma produces a release of, quote-unquote, stress hormones? Stress hormones. And they're still going through until you get back, till your your baseline And has your baseline's got to be that you have all your basics covered? Is that mm-hmm. what you mean by baseline? Yeah, that you have easy access to food, that you have easy access to gas, and that you've recovered your home or where you live to the point where it's back to comfortable for you. Back to, you got cable back on Mm -hmm. and and internet and and all of that stuff. And for those that are still out there, very few probably in Pinellas County now that don't have power. I mean, I think we're pretty much getting that under control. But Puerto Rico, there's no power whatsoever in the whole country. I know. I mean, really, can you imagine that? No running water? I mean, that's just, when I saw that last night, my heart just went out to those people and praying for them, uh, just how bad that was. Along those lines, let's talking about this trauma. Well, I'll tell you about that in just a minute when we come back from break in a few minutes. But let's go one more minute here, a couple minutes on the on trauma itself and the physical effects. I want you to talk more about that, doctor. You've got the experience. You teach on this. Let's talk about trauma. So what's happening right now is, first of all, your brain's emergency alarm has been activated and it's going strong. The emergency signal. Like a smoke detector yeah, that drives like you crazy when it's just going. Yeah. Well, we can't just take the battery out and make it stop. So you're releasing way too many stress hormones in your body. So what's happening is you're not being able to remember things. You're not being able to focus and concentrate things. Okay. Uh, you're going to be a lot more moody and edgy with people. So things that would normally not bother you. So is this explains going to why you've been you. cranky. Is this it? I have been cranky. <laughs> I'm That's teasing a true story. you. I am teasing you. 
You have not been cranky. Pete has been, but you haven't been. Well, and yeah. one of the big effects, and people are just now starting to get this one, is it, it suppresses um, and it hurts your immune system. So now, when we've had this stress hormone activated this long, people are going to start getting sick. Oh my gosh! I just came through a terrible, terrible this. cough, cold event. It's called cortisol. That's what it's called. Cortisol. Yeah. Very good. Thank They're, you. Very good expert there, Pete. But it, you know, and and I don't get sick that often. But boy, I'll tell you, this last week and a half was it, it about this timing too, as a result of all this. So you're saying that a lot of people, their immune system is affected by absolutely. Trauma. It's affected, and stress makes it more weak. And so we're going to expect to see a lot more illnesses from people. I've heard a lot of um, people getting in car accidents because people aren't able to focus and concentrate on the road like they're normally able to do Wow! because their brains are still functioning in that fire alarm system right now. And I don't know about you, but I've been a realtor. I've walked in houses and set off alarms. I can't tell you how many times in my career. And when that alarm is sounding, maybe somebody forgot to give you the code or it wasn't working when you put it in or whatever the case may be, it is deafening. It drives you crazy. Everybody wants to run out of the house. They don't Mm -hmm. even care to see the house if an alarm like that is going off. But that's what's happening inside your brain. Wow. You may not be able to hear the alarm, but your body is hearing the alarm because those stress responses are sending it very strong, very throughout all your systems. So it impacts lots of your body systems. Okay, how does it affect your sleep? Oh, it's gonna make it more difficult for you to get to sleep because you're overactivated in your stress hormones. So getting to settle your mind down and getting that sleep, you're probably gonna see that your breathing rate is a little bit more faster. Your heart rate's probably a little bit more increased um, because that's what those hormones are doing to you. They're trying to let you know where I'm here to keep you alive. They just don't realize we're good. Right. And we're on recovery, but they still activate because we, it, your body thinks it needs to survive. Okay. So how about the person who's listening to the show tonight and they're from Indiana, they're from Georgia, they're from, well, Georgia was impacted, but Nevada or some other South Dakota, someplace that wasn't impacted by this. How does this show apply to them? Well, anytime you have an event that triggers this response, you're going to have these experiences. It could be a car accident. It could be a weather event. It could be a divorce. It could be losing your job. It could be anything that gives you those feelings of fear or powerlessness will activate this system. And so nobody's exempt. I don't care where you live in the world. There are things that will happen that will activate this trauma response in our bodies. And most of the time, you know, it's there to protect us, to keep us alive and keep us safe. And most of the time when it gets activated... You know, once the danger's over, our body goes back down to baseline and we can start the recovery efforts. The problem is when you have like a natural disaster, that baseline takes longer, longer. to get to. Longer, yes, yes. So you're activated. The longer that stress cycle is activated, the more damage it's doing in our bodies. Okay, so the person sitting in another state that has not experienced a hurricane or that kind of thing, if they've just gone through a divorce or they're going through a divorce, they've just lost a loved one or a spouse or a child or whatever, all of this applies. They're traumatized from all yes. that. Yes. And when we talk about trauma, most people just think it's, you know, abuse or a violent, you know, being a victim of a violent crime. That trauma is so much more than that. So much more. So we're going to talk more about recovering from trauma in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break, play a couple great songs and a couple commercials and come right back. Don't go anywhere. Tell a friend to listen. Everybody's worried about me 
Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my Independent Ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, dot com. Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tan Talk Radio Network. All right, we are back with Go Yard right here, Dr. Angel and I, Mama Mac. Some people have been texting and saying that the signal is cutting in and out. If you're on TuneIn Radio, why don't you go over to TantalkNetwork.com to the website and see if that is better. It's looking fine in here on the equipment. We've checked it out. So um, try getting off of TuneIn Radio. Sometimes that does cut in and out. And uh, Pete, do you have a comment on that for our listeners? Yeah, exactly. If it does cut out, just go to TuneIn Radio. If it's cutting out on TuneIn Radio, go to TantalkNetwork.com, Tantalk1340.com. And of course, if you got one of those handy-dandy smartphones, make sure you download the TuneIn Radio app. Look for the Tantalk Radio Network to hear the show along with all the fine shows on this radio station. There you go. All right. There you go. Thank you. You do that so eloquently. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes. All right, so we are talking today, Dr. Angel and I, about recovering from trauma. And we are talking about the fact that all of us, at least in this part of the nation, have been pretty traumatized in the last few weeks by all the storms. And it affects our relatives and our friends if they live in other states and they feel powerless because my kids were calling, Mom, where are you? What are you doing? Where are you going? What's going You know, it affects everybody that knows us. And it does. And here's some of the kickers with that. First of all, the national, if you, I don't know if you've watched the national weather when we have a disaster coming, oh, yeah. but they make it even worse than what we're hearing. Right. So everyone in the other states are getting a much more dangerous picture than even what we're they're telling us. And then we can't even communicate clearly because we don't, our cell phone towers were down, right. or our power was down, we couldn't charge our phones, and they're worried. And that stresses us out to let them know we're safe. Right. And so it even taxes us more when we have, you know, concerning people out of state. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, this is something that we all need to be aware of. We're doing this show as a part of a series that we did not know we were beginning two weeks ago 
when we were uh when life happened when life happened (laughs) and that first show was called being prepared and last week was overcoming the unexpected so if you missed either of those shows go go here to tantalknetwork.com go to podcast go down to go yard and catch up uh because that was really good last week too just overcoming the dealing with it the unexpected you know absolutely you know we deal with unexpected all the time in life because we you can't predict life no, you really you can't. Know, we can't. And so we need to learn to be flexible on how to handle that. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there was another uh, earthquake in Mexico. And I started to mention this story to you earlier. And I'm going to tell you now, um, the ministry that I pastor, we have a ministry radio station in Puebla, Mexico, where I go from time to time. And I was actually Tuesday afternoon, two days ago, on Skype with Enrique, the director of our radio station, when the earthquake happened. Wow. It was crazy. I couldn't even believe it. We were having a great conversation. We've been talking for almost an hour, dealing with all kinds of things with the radio station. And all of a sudden, everything began, I could see on Skype, everything began to just move. The chandelier right near him in the dining room was just, I mean, just as fast as it could go crystal chandelier just going back and forth the table where the laptop was and he began to to cry grown man you know he had just been through this and i mean i don't mean that in a bad way he wasn't you know he was just going oh no no and 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 you know help us god help us god you know and all of this and the the effects of the trauma from a couple weeks ago were really affecting him immediately and i i started saying okay enrique just Go downstairs. You have to go two flights down. You need to get out in the street. You need to go. And he's just, you know, he was he was paralyzed, really, from the fear. He wasn't sure what to do. And he was just crying. I mean, and crying out to God, you know. And he ran down those stairs, got out in the street. There was a lot of damage in Puebla. Um, where we used to have the church, uh, that building may have to come down. It was built in 1500. It's got wow. severe cracks. Uh, there was a lot of damage, but the apartment and the radio station, which is on top of the building, that's all safe. We are still on the air. Everything's fine and no cracks in that building. But there were a lot. There was a lot of damage, and it does affect us when we see this kind of thing or when we're in the middle. I grew up in Central America, so I've been in some earthquakes. Not that bad, but been in some. And it's a kind of a weird feeling when the house is teeter-tottering around. You know, I bet I have not had that experience, but I could only imagine. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. And I, I certainly felt for him because he was still traumatized from the other event two weeks before when he had to run down the stairs and do the same thing again. So and, and both times there were no cracks, nothing, no visible evidence of any problem. God took care of him. But so often when we have whatever kind of trauma it is in our lives we feel like everything around us is shaking you know it may not be physically shaking like it was tuesday when enrique and i were skyping but a lot of times it feels like it is in our lives it really does and it's (coughs) almost like at some point everything slows down it's like a really weird feeling of like things around you are kind of slowing down for a second yeah, that's uh, you're true. You're kind of like you're not even in your own body at points. We're almost like you're looking down at it happening when that's you're weird. in it. That's just how it's, it's actually a natural trauma response. And there's actually neurochemical reasons why that happens. It's a protective factor, but that's what it feels like. Right. Um, you know, and 
what's happening is we're keeping that, you know, emergency system. So we're not getting that blood flow to, you know, your planning and your reasoning and your remember your memory parts and your emotional parts of your brain. It's just not making enough blood to go there. And so it's frustrating trying to work. I had to write a letter 10 times the other day, which is not normal not like, for me. No, you usually crank Because I couldn't focus and get right. it right. I have... It took me three to four times longer to read documents that normally I could whip through. And it was very frustrating to not have that access to your brain. And exactly. I know what's happening to my brain. So, Well, a couple of days ago when we were at lunch, you made the mention of the part of the brain that is affected. Let's talk about the brain okay, and so, what's going on. Yeah. So there's three really important. I mean, the brain's got lots of important parts. But when we're talking about trauma, there's three really important parts. You have your brain stem, which is the back of your brain. It connects to your neck. That's what keeps you alive. That is all your automatic features. So your breathing, your sleeping, all that stuff happens in your brain stem. And when people are brain dead, what they're meaning is the rest of their brain is not activating, but the brain stem has to activate or you're dead, dead. Right. So um, that's what brain dead would mean. And then there's a midbrain we call the limbic system. Um, it's got the amygdala, it houses. That's your trauma. That's your emergency alarm system of your brain. Okay. So that's the part that keeps you alive. It's in Where the middle, is that located? It's right in the middle of your brain. Okay. So the way brain systems work, they work from the most primitive to the most advanced. So our brain stem is our most primitive brain that's on our neck. And as we go around our head to our forehead, it gets to be the more advanced systems. So midbrain is emergency alarm. It's called the amygdala. What it does is it releases those stress hormones, the cortisol, the adrenal glands are releasing stuff to give you more energy to make you reactive and not responsive. You know, that incredible hope. Thing. There's really some truth. There you is do some get truth to the, that. Adrenaline rush. Absolutely. Yes, your heart's absolutely. going faster. Your breathing's going faster. Mm -hmm. Your body's prepared to do what it needs to do to stay alive. Right. And then our most advanced system is called our prefrontal cortex. And that houses your ability, your memory, your logic, your learning, your thinking. It houses cause and effect, your emotional regulation. So what's happening okay. when our midbrain is activated for a long period of time, like everyone's midbrain is here, our limbic system, our adrenal glands, we're not accessing that more advanced system of our brain like we're used to. And so we can't focus. Oh, that we can't makes sense. concentrate. Yeah. We can't remember little details that we could remember. We're emotionally not regulated. Little triggers become big triggers right now. Um, our patience isn't there. Um, and so we're experiencing We can't a find lot. anything. We move things and we can't find them and remember where they were, right? Absolutely. I cannot tell you how long I had to look for a pair of glasses when I had sat down somewhere. Normally would not have been an issue for me, but in this moment, right. you know, finishing a task right now, I have to remember I need to finish this task before I do another one because I'll forget. Right. And because my brain's just not able to keep up with... But, Doctor, this was September 10th, our event on Sunday, mm -hmm. September 10th. This is whatever day this is, uh, 21. <laughs> okay, so that's a lot of days since. Yes. 11 days. Mm -hmm. Why are we still suffering? Some people would be asking. We're still suffering because most of us are not back to our baseline yet. We're not back to normal. Okay. And until we get to some kind of normal, it may be a new normal, but it's some kind of normal. So even if we have gas in our cars and food uh, in our pantry now and Diet Coke, which is extremely important. Ice in your drinks. Oh ice. Oh, my gosh. I've never, ever missed ice so much as those four days. Anyway, but when, when we are beginning to get some of those creature comforts back, we're still not back to normal. We're are not. We? And so then your brain has, once we get to normal, then we have to let our brain know it's coming back to normal. And that happens through when you're feeling safe, when you feel safe, when you're, 
your your life is kind of to a, new, a normal of what you're more accustomed to. And then your brain can start slowly letting those hormones decrease. So it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a five-minute period of time. It takes time is what I hear it you saying. It can take weeks It's been 11 that. days mm-hmm. since, the, our, since that day. And back to a point you made a minute ago, like time standing still, that day on Sunday, September 10th, it actually, a lot of my family members started hunkering down. I'm so sick of that term, by the way. I mean, we've we, it's been overused here lately. But they started hunkering down. We all did kind of on Saturday, you know, sometime during the day on Saturday because mm-hmm. first they were saying it was going to hit Saturday night and then it changed and whatever. And it seemed to me like from Saturday morning till Monday morning was probably two of the longest days I can ever remember especially after I lost my power and I didn't have Netflix anymore. It was became very long. But, I mean, 48 hours seemed like it was a week. A week. Yes. A week. Yes. And I was, like, beat up. I was tired. You know, I just wanted to take naps, you know. And you need to. Your body is emotionally exhausted, physically exhausted. When you are in activated amygdala, trauma brain, limbic system, you need to rest more. Your body needs to settle down more. Your body needs, that's when your brain will start to be able to recover. When you can give it more, it's going to take a lot more rest than you're normally used to. Right. It's going to take a lot more being good to yourself than you're normally used to. Um, Increase your vitamins. Your immune system is more vulnerable right now. So this is a great time to get whatever, you know, vitamins and start power loading because we're even having to still eat kind of junky food yeah there's, I know. Not, there's much not a lot food, of good food yet which even hits our system more right because we don't have access to those good nutrition foods our fruits and vegetables are still so limited and you know power load on vitamins power load on sleep those are really important things to help your body recover right now so to the person who says well to me if i just give in and go take naps and and rest it's like i'm a wuss or not i'm I'm a, I'm a you know weak and something's wrong with me something is wrong with you that's all we're saying in this show something is wrong with you yes your brain you're recovering from trauma need some time and you need to take breaks breaks so because you can't focus and concentrate well don't do focused activities too long. You'll get very frustrated and overwhelmed quickly. Take that break. Take a walk away from it. Go get a glass of water. Go step outside. Do something and then keep, come back. Okay. You're going to need lots of those breaks. I think today I must have had to take 15 breaks from what I was working on just because really? that fatigue was so heavy of that he- heavy concentration. It makes you feel like you can't keep your eyes open. You and you're, Yeah. And, you know, and it's frustrating because our schools haven't really gotten into the what's happening to our kids. So they're just trying to make up seven days of schoolwork right oh now. Oh, my god! And our kids are still not able to focus and concentrate. And so... They were traumatized, too. They are. Maybe more so than some of the parents. And so their brains need time to recover. Right. So it's, it's a very difficult time for our whole community at large. Right. And so cut yourself some slack. Be sweet to yourself. Yes. Be kind. Be good to yourself. You know, I've allowed myself to eat some M&M, peanut M&M, peanut butter M&Ms that I absolutely love. Uh, you know, I normally would not. Pete, is that your weakness too? I see you giving me a thumbs up. I mean, you gotta, sometimes you have to um, eat some junk. It's okay. You, do. you gotta well, live life a little bit. You can't right. always eat healthy. Exactly. You gotta eat what you like to eat. I like Snickers. I'm yeah. a Snickers guy. I like Snickers. But yeah. I, I won't throw out. A peanut butter M&M's, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're pretty really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, you know, because so often we do just continue to to hold to the line of healthy eating and and, and all these things. But 
Comfort food really has got a name for a reason, right? Look at him back there with his Cheetos. Oh, look at you. It does. Cheetos. He's got orange fingers. Mm -hmm. Hey, now I have to be on that board on Sunday, so I don't want any of your orange Cheeto mess (laughs) on that board. I'm leaving it for you just for Sunday. No, no. (laughs) I like it clean. I engineer in there on Don't our Sunday Ed. show. <laughs> no, me. we won't tell Ed that you have Cheeto fingers in there on the board. <laughs> no, it doesn't look good. So anyway. Um, but you're right. Comfort food is called comfort food for a reason. It does provide us a sense of comfort. Right. And right now we need those comfort. Those are the comfort moments that help bring our brain back down and stop releasing those hormones. Time for a, a cracker heart. barrel meal or something. It may be time for, <laughs> or, you know, a good cracker barrel meal or, you know, but taking time, yes. get extra rest, you know, allow extra time in the morning to get ready. Well, this whole show is pointing out the fact that that with trauma of any kind, but especially what our nation has gone through and what our area right here in Florida has gone through in the last 11, 12 days, it's time to be kind to yourself. It's time. This is an overall principle, though, in life. It Angel, is. that Dr. Angel, I'm sorry, that I feel like so many people don't do. They they get into ruts of beating themselves up. And what if I had done this differently? What if I had done that? What if I, you know, and that condemnation thing is really, it's very hard on people. More than they know. And they are hard. And, you know, there's a difference from constructive reflection. Right. And condemnation and right. self-condemnation. And so we can look back at, was I prepared enough? Was there things I could have had that I really found that I needed? And, you know, redo your, you know, emergency plan or whatever before you had some kind of event. And then that's constructive. Right. And that's helping you to be better prepared in the field. But the beating up and the condemnation is really hurting yourself. You're weakening your immune systems even more. You're feeling much more negative feelings. Right. You're you know, really hurting yourself. And you know what? You you can't even let yourself go there. I I totally agree. And now another point I want to make on this is so often we get worse by talking about how bad the situation is or how much we are afraid. Um, I I know this as far as, well, talk to us about that because you're you're, you're the expert. I think that when people get together and I'm so scared, I'm so scared, aren't you scared? No, I'm okay. Fear about, are you fear. scared? Are you sure you're not scared? Because I'm scared. You know, we we have to control that in these situations, don't you think? Yes, fear breeds fear. Right, it does. It's contagious. Yeah. And, you know, we may feel that. And, and it's okay to talk about it, but we can't, that cannot be our only conversation. Um, we have to be really careful about our words. Our words really impact how we feel about things. And right now there's a lot more negative feelings right. and positive feelings just by nature of, of what's happened. Right. And so when you're going through any negative event, you know, find those blessings. Um, you know, I had no power and I had to sleep at my office and people are like, isn't that awful? How are you doing that? And I'm like, it's challenging. Right. But it really can't get worse from here. Right. So like that was the mindset I try to continue on. Like, all right, we're pretty much at the bottom of where we could be with this experience. So it's got to just get better. It's got to get better. And um, making the best of whatever we had to deal with. Well, speaking of that, we mentioned it last week, but I thought this was great. And we can bring it up today, recovering from trauma, because as you and your boys were driving to Georgia, coming back, uh, teenage guys, you kept them busy with silly games. Yeah, we made up games. You are silly anyway. I am. So you are silly. But you intentionally kept them busy. I did. And... First of all, it helped pass the time. Second of all, it helped to keep them from not worrying about what we were coming home to. Right. 
We had no idea what we were coming home to. We just knew we were trying to get home. Right. And so I didn't want them to sit there and be fearful for however long we sat in that car. We will deal with it when we see it, but there's no reason to worry about it before we got there. Right. And so that's what we did. We try to make the best of a really bad situation. And, and when you're going through a difficult time, that's the mindset you want to take. How can we find the good in this? What, right. what can we make of this? So you made some good memories with your sons. We did. So that's a good thing. I know that happened with some of my family members that hold up together for a day or two or three, that there were good memories made and there were fun times and all of that. And that's good. That's a good outcome. But I guess my point was that we have to be careful what we say about the impending problem. We do. We have to be careful <laughs> of our words. First of all, around our kids. Kids yes, take those they take words, it in. and if there's a problem, they're going to magnify that yeah. in their brains, and they're going to have stronger trauma reactions because their brains aren't developed. Right. They don't have the coping skills that we have. They don't have the abstract thinking like we can to problem solve. So for them, it's really big. And so we want to be careful not to That's do that to their brain. That's a very good brains. point. That's a very good point. So we need to downplay the, we're going to, in other words, just try your best to encourage children and everything's going to be okay. Absolutely. Because it will be, however it comes out, We're going to get okay. through this. Yeah. And, you know, my kids aren't even that little. 15 and 19 were the two that I had with me. And my words are always, my job is to keep you safe, and that's what I'm going to do. Right. And whatever happens, we're going to be okay. Right. And those were the words I must have said a thousand times during that whole event. I'm here to keep you safe, and we're going to be okay. Because that was important for them to be reassured through right. that. They needed to hear that, that it was going to yes, be okay. Yes, they did. And they needed to hear it and over even, and over. Even kids that are that age need to hear that. Yes, they do. Right? Absolutely, they do. And so those are the messages we want to give our kids when we're going through really challenging things. Okay. And not to say that you have to hide the entire challenge. My kids know that we've come home, we have damage. Okay, how can we get this fixed together? What can right. we do together so we can continue to be okay and thank god we didn't have more damage and we still have our house intact and we can clean up the flood waters and the down trees and we'll we'll be all right right but giving it to them in that perspective and i think so many times we get stuck in that doom and gloom we're the victims of this how can this be happening to me our experience is the worst of everyone around us and it's just not true and people get on the phone and talk to their friends about how awful it is or how it's they're afraid it's going to be and whatever and that does not help those around them. it really isn't helping and we want to be careful that we're not getting stuck in that because we're just feeding fear and that's feeding more fear reaction which is giving us more negative experiences absolutely so would you say that when we try in an event like we've just been through in in a trauma in your family, someone is dangerously ill or whatever the case may be, that we need to really watch our words and we need to watch our attitude because sometimes we can say the right thing but project the wrong thing. Do you want to explain that? Oh, absolutely. You know, we've we've given the statistic out many times over the air, but nine, what was it, 93% of our communication happens through non-words. 7% happens through words. So our body language and our tone of voice. That is a crazy statistic. It is. 93% of our communication happens without words. Yes. Which wow. means your your tone that you're using and right. your body language speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. So your words can say one thing, but if your tone and body language are not sending that same message... They're going to hear what your body language and tone is sending. So we do want to be very so careful. So if you're curled up on the, on the sofa in a fetal position, mm -hmm. crying, but you're saying, we're going to be okay. okay, you're really sending the wrong message. We are. And, saying? you know, everybody's going to be impacted by trauma at some point in their lives. Maybe many times we'll be impacted by traumas, and it can come from so many areas. And so 
knowing that this is a normal experience that you're having, the way you're not being able to remember, not being able to focus and not being able to concentrate and feeling like you can't control your emotions. I remember coming to work and thinking if one person says something negative to me, I'm going to lose it today because I just couldn't control you my were on overload. I, I was so that's what we're saying. This kind of trauma produces overload feelings. It right? does. And it's a normal reaction to right. an abnormal experience. Okay, now you've said it makes us more tired. Absolutely, it's going to make you more tired. It makes us more fussy. Makes us more fussy, It yes. can make us very fearful if we get into, give into it. Makes you feel more negative feelings. Right. It definitely hurts your immune <clears throat> system. What about depression? Depression is on there. Anxiety is on there. You have an increased risk for both depression and anxiety. Okay. So the person that is still suffering from this now and still feels like that some of the things we're saying today is hitting home that they have not really fully recovered. You probably haven't. We cut cut yourself some slack. Give yourself time. Give yourself time. It's going to take time for you to fully recover and feel like you're back in control of your your body again. Um, Because we're going to be compacted here. We've missed work. A lot of us have financial loss. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's going to hit our immune system. Most people will find themselves ill with something and either having to push through and still work sick and feel sicker or lose money from that too. And so it's going to compact that even more. So, you know, start prioritizing priorities and doing your best and knowing that's all I can do is my best. And all these are great points. We've just gone over uh, an interesting show. It's not our typical type of show, but it is for what's going on right now. What about, what would you, your, you advise if, if, and when this happens again, should people watch as much coverage to on television as, I think most people do when we are facing something like this. Okay, so I don't think we should. I think it's feeding the fear. It's I think it is too. The feelings of powerlessness. Um, I try not to watch news because it's very sensationalized. They're oh. dramatizing it. That's how they get ratings. Drama, sure, drama sure, gets ratings. Sure. And so I just kept logging into NOAA, the government, you know, the weather app, and I would see where the storm was right now, where the three-day or five-day projection was, and I use that update every three hours to get my information. There was no extra spiel on that, you know. Um, and so we want to be careful what we're taking in because it will impact I think impact so, us. too. I, I found that day with, with the storm approaching September 10th that I tried my best not to watch it much at all. In fact, that's why I said I really did watch a series on Netflix, which turned out to be very good. And I binge-watched until I lost my power. But I, I, I made that determination. I don't need to sit here and watch every single tree that's down in the Keys or you know, wherever, Miami, it, it was, I knew for me, I didn't need to see all that. And I don't not think that any I was afraid does. to see it. I just felt like it would not be good. It isn't good. And it's feeding extra fear. And so, you know, limiting, you know, we would even days before the storms, we would turn the TV on at major, you know, times when the news would come on and just catch the sure. update and then turn it right turn back it off and get on yeah. to something else because they're constantly running it over and over and over and over. Absolutely. Get Same the information, thing. get out. So recovering from trauma, it may be too much for you to sit and watch the the devastation in Puerto Rico or the islands out there. Maybe part of your recovery is watch a comedy, watch a a good movie, take a break. Go to the Red Box. Because that stuff is there. If you want to help, go to Red Cross or whatever and give a donation. But there's not a lot we can do about Puerto Rico right now, getting their electric on, except maybe through aid. Absolutely. And supporting aid to help support their recovery efforts. And yeah. 
yes, take those down times. Take a mental health break. Watch something cute. Watch something funny. Go take a walk. Go to the, you know, go enjoy little simple things again. Great show. And practical, hopefully, insights that are going to help many of us. And uh, we are so glad you've tuned in. You can catch this show again later tonight. It'll be up on the podcast right here at TantalkNetwork.com. Go to Go Yard. Pull up podcast. Go to Go Yard. You can hear it again. Tell friends about it. Also, Saturday and Sunday of every weekend, StarcomRadioNetwork.com picks up our shows right at noon Eastern. And so you can tell a friend, hey, you can catch that show that I just listened to. So we encourage you. Tell friends about Go Yard. We want you to... Enjoy these shows. Yes. And who are you anyway? I'm Dr. Angel. (laughs) And I'm Mama Mac. And we're glad you joined us tonight on this show about recovering from trauma. See you next week. We've got another one in this series coming up. All right. See you. Have a great week. Good night. Oh, Lord, have mercy.